With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to For More Radio, your power station with powerful teachings from the Word of God. Well, praise the Lord. I'm Pastor Charles E. Brown with Prevailing Faith Broadcast. I'm the pastor of Prevailing Faith Bible Church located at 1111 Plaza Boulevard in Monroe, Louisiana. God has afforded us this opportunity to share a word of truth. We've been invited by Dr. Amori and my beloved friend, Pastor Dennis Hamilton. We take this opportunity seriously because we got so much going on and we need to put ourselves in a position that you can hear a word from God that will encourage you, enlighten you, correct you, and lead you that you might be fulfilling what God has promised. My favorite scripture comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. So what that says to me, and it should say to you also, if we would put our heart, our trust, our life in his word, he will give us the strength and the ability to get past everything we're dealing with because there's a lot of things going on. I take him at his word. He said in Jeremiah, he says, he created the heavens and the earth and there's nothing too hard for God. And I believe that God can get us through what we're dealing with. So if you let everyone know, every Monday evening at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, Prevailing Faith Broadcast will be airing. You can also find us on Facebook under Prevailing Faith Church. So we want to be an honor and an inspiration to each and every one that will open up their hearts and hear thus saith the Lord. So let everyone know we're coming on the air. So tell one and all that we're going to be here each Monday evening at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time.
Well, I bring you greetings. This is Pastor Charles E. Brown with Prevailing Faith Bible Church Broadcast right here in beautiful Monroe, Louisiana. God bless each and every one of you for tuning in this evening. We thank God for this wonderful opportunity. We, we, appreciate, we appreciate the fact that God opens doors for us. And so as God opens the doors, we're just trying to do all we can to obey him. So God bless each and every one of you. We, ask, we honor our Lord. Let's invite him into this portion of the service. Because I want to hear what I believe the Lord has released for me to release tonight. That it might be a blessing to each and every one that will listen. Now remember, if you connect, you can join in. We can chat. Just let me know if this is being a blessing to you. Because we're doing this by faith. Once again, I always want to thank... Um, the founder, the apostolic anointing his own, Dr. Lori, for opening this mighty supernatural door. It's allowed our voice to be heard across the airs, over the seas, all over the world. What a privilege it is to know that you're part of what God's called you to do when you can speak to the four corners of the earth, the north, the south, the east, and the west. And that throughout eternity, whatever you do in light of God's word will be there and heard for those that are willing to open up in here. Let's go before the Father in prayer and invite him in to this service. Father, we come this evening to reverence you, to honor you, to submit to your authority. Lord God, we invite your word to be first and foremost in our heart to flow out of our lips, to renew our mind, to transform our lives. And Lord God, we invite your spirit, the supernatural paracletus, the Holy Spirit, the awesome helper, the comforter, oh, the guide, the great teacher. We invite him into this portion that I might yield my spirit, my soul, and my body to you, that I will speak, thus saith the Lord, and Father, you will take these words of yours, because we remember that your word cannot be returned void. So, Father, we thank you that your word is going forth and that it shall not be returned void, that it shall accomplish everything that you desire and we desire to accomplish. In the glorious, majestic name of Jesus, we say amen. Well, you know, I don't know. God keeps dealing with me on this program to keep ministering about the gift and the authority that God has given us through his love. And to title of tonight's message comes from Luke chapter 6, verse 27. And I'm, and I'm going to give it to you from the uh, New Living Translation. He says, now, he, now this is Jesus speaking to us. But he said these words, but, now you know word is a conjunction, to you who are willing to listen. Now that's trying to tell me, it's telling me something, that every time Jesus speaks, I should open myself and put myself in a position that I am willing to listen. Is that you? Are you willing to listen? Are you willing to listen to what thus saith the Lord? Are you willing to say, Lord, I'm, uh, you got my attention because I want to hear from you. And that's what the title is. He says, willing. Because that brings me back to Isaiah. He said, if you be willing and obedient, yes, Lord, you shall eat the good of the land. 
But Lord, I want to listen because you have made some awesome promises and I want what you said to show up, to manifest in every area of my life. He says, if you are willing to listen, I say, look what he's saying now. Because remember, this is spiritual. This is out of this world. This is from the heavenlies. This is not natural. He says, I say, love your enemies. Not try and harm them, not try and hinder them, not try and take their lives, take their livelihood. But he says, love your enemies. Now, then he says a very powerful statement after that. Do good, oh my God, to those who hate you. Now, you know, let's take a moment to reflect on this. Nobody was more hated than Jesus. Nobody has been lied on more than Jesus. And then the sad part about it, they still got people lying on him right now. But I don't want to be a part of that group. What about you? He says, love your enemies. My God, what are you talking about? And do good to those who hate you. Why? Because in the eyes of God, it's more important to win the loss than to destroy the loss or to cut them off. And he wants us to focus on winning the loss. And the way we win the loss, we got to operate in that gift of love that God gave us. Did he give you the gift of love? He gave it to me. Because now I care about people I know I would never even thought of. I would have just ignored them. But he says, but to you, he's speaking to me, but to you who are willing, Lord, I'm willing. I'm willing to put myself in an environment where I give of myself to where I put myself out there that you can use me. Because one of the key things, God can't use you unless you're willing. God can't use you unless you're willing to walk in love. No, he does not agree what your enemies have done to you. Because remember, the Bible says the battle is not yours, it's the Lord. So each time when you're attacked by the enemy and his bunch, they really attacking God that's in you. And he wants you to remember, it's not your battle, it's God's. And so when I focus on that God told me to do what God told me to do, then even though I'm attacked, I'm, I'm going through difficulties and challenges, God rises up to guide me, protect me, and, and bless me because even though he knows what we're going through, he knows how heartless, how devastating, how cruel, Men and women under the influence of the demonic things of the devil will do to, uh, do to mankind. But God said, don't focus on that. Focus on my word. Focus on the authority that I'm giving you. Focus on what I'm telling you to do. Love them anyway. Because the Bible says, you might be able to take my life, but you cannot touch my soul. And my soul belongs to God. Glory to God. So don't fear those that might be able to take your, your physical life. Reverence the one that could take your physical life and your spiritual life. But God says, precious, in my sight of those who die in Christ. 
No, we advocate and walk in love. No, I don't want to die. But I want to live that I might declare the glory and the admonition of God. But for me to do it, I've got to be willing to walk in love. I've got to be willing to open up my heart. Is that you? Put myself in a in a position. I don't know if the right word is vulnerable. Because when you're walking in the divine love of God, you really have all the authority and all the grace and the power of God on your behalf. I don't know if I can say I'm vulnerable. Because when I'm walking in God's love, I'm doing thus saith the Lord. And I'm going to enjoy thus saith the Lord. That's a good place to shout amen. He says, Luke chapter 6, verse 27. New Living Translation. But to you who are listening, are you listening? Because there are voices that are going on. He says that none without signification. Which voice are you listening to? The voice of God says, love them. The voice of God says, walk in love. Does not mean you to be a fool. Does not mean they're going to get away with what they did against you. But God says, don't worry about it. I'm blessing my own little self. He says, don't get caught up with it. See, you think because you're obeying God and walking in love that your enemies, the evil that they've done against you, that they're going to escape. No, my dear brother and sister, they cannot escape unless they repent before God. Because if they don't repent before God, they're going to pay. But God says, I want you to use this kind of mindset. If you're listening, he says, if you're willing to listen, oh my goodness, you know, there's two different things that are going on. I may do something, but am I really willing? Because I always remember this about the old thing. They don't do that anymore about uh, putting a kid in the corner. So you go sit in the corner until you get your mind right. And the kid will go sit in the corner and the kid's saying on the inside, say, I might be sitting down, but I'm really standing up in rebellion. Well, no, God's telling you, if you are listening to what his word says, if you're willing to do what he's told us to do, he says, if you are willing to listen, Wow. I say love your enemies. And then not only love them, show them love. My God. Do good to those who hate you. Oh my God. But they got bullies around. But I got the I got God the Father, the Son. I have the host of angels. I have Michael the Archangels. They're all on my behalf. And God's telling me, do good to those that hate you. So, wow. So I'm going to even, I'm going to act differently. I'm going to live differently. I'm even going to respond differently to people. Why? Because I want to respect what the word of God is saying for me to do. Look at verse 28. Oh my God. Wait a minute now. Is this still in the Bible? Is this still in the Bible? In the New Testament? I, I, I tell you what. Let me read verse 28 from the Amplified. Let's see how the Lord gave this to them. Luke chapter 6. Are you there? Well, let me get there. Give me just a moment. 
I believe the Lord wants to bless us. Well, I know he wants to bless us. But I got to put myself in a position where I can see what he's saying. And in Luke chapter 6, in the Amplified, look what he says in verse 28. You there? I'm almost there. Yes, I'm here now. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yes, and show kindness to those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. This is a God kind of way. The God kind of way is not natural. The God kind of way is showing love no matter what. He's saying, he says, bless and show kindness to those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Now, y'all won't tell if I tell you this, huh? You know, I knew my wife had gotten saved because she she stopped cursing me. And then what would make me really angry was she was better at it than me. And so I knew something had happened because when we got into a, a, a disagreement or an argument, she didn't curse anymore. She didn't use profanity. Oh, okay. I'm from South Louisiana. She didn't cuss no more. Because she valued her relationship with God. And because of her relationship with God, she would not respond a certain way. Because the Bible says, bless them that curse you. Pray for them which despitefully use you. What? Oh my God. This is a whole new way of living. A whole new way of transformation and thinking. Because I deal with people all the time. And some of them are, are, are aggravate me because they don't want to do what is right or they don't believe what I'm doing is right. But then I got to remember, God told me to walk in love. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go down to their level. Let me see if I can remember what uh, Miss Obama says, when they go low, I go high. Because we've been through this experience. When people are um, uh, cutting each other down, if you say something, I say something back. Now, when I was in the car business, we would do that all the time, but we would stay within a certain parameter. We would just say things kind of funny, and if we got out of line, we would back it back. But look what he says in verse 29. 
if someone slaps one cheek. Now, you know, they got people, my God. They want to hurt people. And all they're doing is talking to them. I saw this NFL player on, 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 on the internet because somebody called him out his name. He went down there like he going to change him. You can't change the heart of people. They got people that's going to insult you no matter what you do. And sometimes if they think they won't get caught, they'll do it. They, they think they can get away with it. But you got to understand, when you trust in God, you don't try to physically will people to doing what you want, even though they don't like you or they insulted you. Because all it ended up doing was getting him in trouble and embarrassing himself. And I don't know what it's going to do to his NFL career, but I know it wouldn't help. Because I know this. If I'm playing against you and I know you can't take certain, certain words, I'm going to tell them to you. <laughs> if I want to win the game. Because, you know, that's what happened a lot of times. See, you can get away with that in football. You can get away and talk about the man's mama, talk about his wife, his cheering, all that. And if you can get the player upset, then you can make him lose his game. I always remember this guy. We were playing table tennis, ping pong. And, oh, God, this guy had me so angry because he would talk to me and beat me like a drum. He said, look, I'm going to put the ball over here, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. And man, he would put that ball over. I was so furious. Then back then, I took it. It didn't help that I, I partake of the drink, too. But he's saying, I'm going to help you be who God called you to be. He says in verse 29, if someone slaps you on the cheek, I don't like being hit. I can't remember the last time somebody did it. I felt like doing it a couple of times, but I don't know. I don't remember anybody slapping. It's been so long. But he says, offer the other cheek. Now, God, what are you talking about? Because you've got to remember who's telling us this. This is Jesus, Christ of Nazareth, who was the King of kings and the Lord of lords the moment the second he was, he was conceived in Mary birth to this earth. He was the king of kings when they persecuted him, when they beat him. And he's telling us, if you trust me and do it my way, the Bible says, let the Lord have vengeance. Not you. Wow, but Lord, you don't know what they did to me. Yeah, but remember what they did to Jesus. Jesus was beating me on human recognition. And Isaiah said he was hideous. Isn't that pretty thing they they show? Because I remember this mo movie. Um, is it Touch of Christ or something Christ? And they rated it R because of the brutality. But if you read and you study out what they did to Jesus in, in Isaiah, he was hideous. But he did it for a reason. He did it like he says in Isaiah 9. By his stripes, we were healed. Well, I'm sorry. By his stripes, 
we would be healed, but in Peter it changed from would to we were. He did it because he understood this is what I have to do to honor my father so that you can be healed. He says in verse 29, New Living Translation, if someone slaps you on the cheek, hmm, offer the other cheek also. If someone demands your coat, offer your shirt also. Now, you know, this is one you really got to pray up and honor God in what, what he's saying. Because, you know, they got people that are scamming you. Um, because we're ministry, <laughs> we got cameras on the lot. And we got the church van parked out front in the parking lot that we go pick up people and bring them to services for the church or for school. And we caught somebody on camera. Can you believe this? Pull up on the side of the church van. I see you, Dr. Lord. God bless you. Pull up on the side of the church van and stole gas from the church. Can you believe somebody is that low down to do that to a Bible-based, God-fearing church? I mean, I laugh at them because if you'd asked me, we probably would have bought you gas. I bought gas for people before. But that's how twisted people are. Now, I could have, uh, had I seen him, I could have inflicted bodily harm on him for what? $40, $50, worth of gas? You know, I go back to this. I mentioned this before. One of my barbers a few years ago worked late uh, cutting hair. And as he was getting close to close, it was dark. And this guy came in and pulled a gun on him and his customer and robbed him of his hard-earned money. And I bring this up to you because when I saw him after this he, and we talked about it, he was telling me, he says, you know, I got a gun in my car. I wish I could have gotten to my car and gotten my gun. I said, you know, I understand that's not, that's not right. But let me share this with you. I know you worked hard for your money, but you really don't want that blood on you. Even though it was embarrassing, it was it was horrible what, what that robber did to him, it was not, I would rather let him take them two, three hundred or five, whatever it was, than me to take his life and then I'd have to deal with it. Because thinking about it, there was this guy, he was real quiet. And I would notice him in the barbershop. But one day he found out or he assumed his wife was cheating on him. And this man killed his wife. Now, I, you know, God's clearly not, not for adultery. But it's not worth it. Because now he's got life in a horrible prison here in Louisiana. Luke, I mean, uh, Luke chapter 6, verse 29, New Living Translation. If someone slaps you on the cheek, and let me tell you now, I've had to forgive people because I need forgiveness. <laughs> I had somebody do that today. Pull out in front of me and then go slow. Say, Lord, I'm going to forgive them. Oh, yeah, i tell you this. I parked somewhere and they asked me to move, but I thought I was 
I was in a position where I could sneak out and I could get away. But the place was crowded. And I went to go sneak out and then they had me blocked in because they asked me to move and I wouldn't move. And, um, and so I had to go back in and sit through the rest of the meeting. And then after the meeting was over, I walked out and I was still blocked in. And my wife started reminding me about, they asked me to leave several times, but I wouldn't leave. But this is what I did. I said, Lord, I, I, um, I asked, I asked, Lord, Lord, forgive me. And as soon as I asked God to forgive me, he made a passage for me to get out of the way. Luke chapter six, verse 30. Give to anyone who asks. Is that you? When things are taken away from you, don't try to get them back. In other words, don't try and inflict revenge. You're right, Dr. Lord. He could have had another wife and a better life. A better life than being stuck in a cage with a bunch of fearful men. He says, when things are taken away from you, don't try and get them back. Don't try and be vengeful is what he's saying. Remember how this started. He says, if you will listen, if you're willing to listen, listen to God. He says, love your enemies. What? I'm going to love you. I don't like what you took from me. I don't like what you did to me or my family. But I'm going to love you. Why? Because that's what my father told me to do. And when I walk in divine love, it gives God the opportunity to win your heart and then restore to me. Because then I go back to Proverbs 6. If I catch a thief, he's got to pay back seven times greater. So it's obviously if you stole from the body of Christ, you have stole from God. And God's going to make the devil put back seven times greater everything that was stolen. So if if that guy who I knew from the barbershop would have just walked away from the marriage, he would have had him a wife seven times greater. That's what the Bible says. It's not worth it. He says, when I look at verse 31 in Luke chapter 6, and as you know that men should, I mean, as ye would that men should do to you do ye also to them likewise. That is a very powerful statement. And I have to remind myself, <coughs> excuse me, God wants you to treat people the way you want to be treated. So even if I don't like the way you treated me, I respect you. You know, now this is for me. I tip you no matter what. If I'm in a restaurant where they're serving me, and, and, they, and they accept tips, I'm going to tip you. Why? Because I'm going to give you respect. Even if I don't like the service, I'm still going to give you a tip. And I'm not going to write down that one cent for wrong service. Now, if I really don't like the service, I'll tell you. But for me, I'm not going to persecute somebody touching something I'm going to put in my mouth. And so I tip them anyway. That's just me. But he says, do unto others. <laughs> now, why I'm talking about this? Because I can't stand it. God has really helped me when I get a waiter or a waitress who doesn't write down what I want. Because I want specific things. 
<laughs> I went somewhere and I, I love pickles. And I told them exactly what I wanted. And I appreciated it that they did it exactly like I asked. So I made sure I left them a good tip. And as you would, verse 21 of Luke 6, that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. So if I want your respect, I'm going to respect you. That's why I respect people's titles. You know, I've heard ministers, I've heard people, oh, he ain't no preacher, he ain't no doctor. If he says he is, I'm going to let God call him, I didn't. If he says he's an apostle, I'm going to call him. If he says he's a bishop, I'm going to call him bishop. Why? Because I want to show respect to him or her. And if that's who you believe God says you are, I'm going to do it. Well, you know his life is raggedy. That's between God and him. God called him or her, and God's the one that's going to have to judge him because he told me, judge not lest you be judged. Well, you know he's not right. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I don't know when he repented and got right. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to walk in a way that I treat people the way I want to be treated. And I have to watch it because my wife tells me all the time because I have a, a robust voice. And sometimes I'm just talking and it sounds like I'm insulting and then <laughs> I have to apologize. I don't like that, but I do it because I don't, I'm trying not to offend people. Verse 32. For if you love them, which love you, he's trying, he's about to straighten out some things here. What thank have ye? What thanks do you have if you love them that love you? Because why? Sinners do that. Oh my God, they love them uh, entertainers, they write their name all over their head, their face, write it all over their lips, their eyes. He says sinners do that. But there has to be a distinction. We have to be different from the world. We have to be different from the thinking and the ridicule and the persecution and the hatred and the bigotry that's in the world. That's why I don't tell my child to hate you. I teach my child to love everybody. And I understand. They may not be able, I may not be able to invite you to my house anymore. I may not be able to loan you money anymore. I may have to testify against you, but I'm still going to walk in love. Verse 33, Luke 6, 33. If you do good to them, which do good to you, what thank or thanks have ye? For sinners do even the same. Verse 34. And if you lend to them whom you have hoped to receive. And I do it all the time. I, I give to people. I, I like to do it. I like to believe God to buy people's groceries. Now remember now, I stay in my range now. I check the register. 
we had a snowstorm a few few months ago, and this lady in front of me, older lady, when it was time for her to check out, she uh, didn't have the money. So she went about two or three aisles down, and and they didn't have the money. And then she was going out the door to try and get the money, I guess, from whoever she came with. And so I looked on the thing, and I saw $4.72. Now, I can either complain about you tying up the line, because I'm ready to go. I'm next in line. And uh, But I said, no, I'm going to be a blessing. So I paid the $4.72. And I had to yell for her and say, ma'am, 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 it's paid for. Come on, get it. And this is what tickled me about this lady. She came and grabbed the $4.72 worth of groceries. Did not look at me, did not thank me, and kept on going. <laughs> and I said, Lord, I just laughed because my reward is from him. And then I only had one item myself, and the lady behind me who had let me skip, she had about four or five little things, and we and I was telling her I appreciated her letting me in. So I bought her groceries too. So I spent a total of about less than 40 bucks. But I got blessed way more than 40 bucks. Why? Because that woman that said, that man blessed, I let him in and he bought my groceries. Wouldn't you be rather than that than I was in that falling out, cussing and fussing or throwing? Because I saw that in that same grocery store. It was, it was a madhouse because up here we're not used to this kind of snow. But people, you couldn't get people to come to work because they couldn't get there safely and all kind of stuff. And this guy was causing a commotion. And then what tickled me, the manager had to tell the guy, you're going to leave. You can't buy whatever he was buying. You got to leave. But look at verse 34, Luke 6, chapter 6. And if you lend to them or whom you have hoped to receive, what thank have you? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. So for me, I'm just talking about me. You do what you want. I, if I loan you money, if you pay me back, great. If you don't, great. Because I'm not going to loan you more than I can I can forgive you. Because <laughs> I'm not going to hurt you. I don't want to hurt you. He says in verse 35, but love your enemy. He's trying to get this to us. Because everything Jesus did is because he loved us. And when we were against the word of God, we were enemy combatants to the word. And he's trying to get us to understand the way Jesus is. Because you don't see in the New Testament where he took a life. He could have, but he didn't. He says, but love your enemies and do good and lend, hoping nothing Again, in other words, I loan it to you, but if you pay me back, fine. If you don't, I'm free because I'm blessing the kingdom of God because God is my son. And that's what helps me because, you know, in the gospel, I think I mentioned this the last broadcast, you'll find people will take and take and take and never offer anything in return. They want the minister to get up and preach them out of their out of their sad feelings. They want them to be there to comfort them in their worst times. They want them to bail them out of jail. They want them to do all those things. And then when it comes time to giving, 
No. That's your loss. Because I give because God told me to. But love your enemies and do good. Lend hoping for nothing to gain again. And your reward shall be great. Now see, this doesn't make sense now. I think I need to read this in the Amplifier. Because see, God's thinking and God's way is totally different from normality or from mankind. And, in, and let me read verse 35 in the Amplifier. But love, that is unselfishly, glory to God, is that you? Seek the best or higher good for you, yourself, and for others. For your enemies. And do good. And look, now hear what he says now. <laughs> I raise children. <laughs> they can't pay me back for all I spent on them. <laughs> and I thank God I don't have to spend it like I, I had to before. But he says, Love that is unselfishly seek the best or higher good for your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing. Come on, you know, we all got family members like that. If you say hello to them, <laughs> they want you to sit down and listen at them for four hours. And I hear you, Dr. Dr. Lord, use me, but still have to give and help. That's right. He says, he says, your reward shall be great. If you become a giver and not a taker, God says, I'm going to make your reward great. This is what Jesus says. He's telling that to us. That is, unselfishly seek the best or higher good for your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return. For your reward will be great. I want the great reward. What about you? Your reward will be rich. I want that. What about you? I want to live the abundant life. What about you? I want to get to the place where I can give somebody a car or a house. I was thinking about Warwick Dunn. Some of y'all have known him football players. He was a renowned football player from my hometown in Baton Rouge. His mother was a police per policewoman. And she was doing a nightly drop-off for a local grocery store. And they killed her, trying to rob them or rob them. And Warwick was in college at the time, and he had to raise his younger siblings, which he did, did a wonderful job. But this is what I remember about Mr. Warwick Dunn. He's given close to a 1,000 or over a 1,000 homes to single families, single parent families, honoring what his mother had done for him. Now, of course, he couldn't bring his mother back, but I think that's an awesome thing because he's known as a giver. Uh, <clears throat> Luke chapter 6, verse 35, amplified. I'm going to read it again. But love that is unselfishly, seek the best, or how good for your enemies. Yes, Dr. Lori, you are a supernatural giver. Because she offered me this spot. And I appreciate when people do things for me. And I keep lifting them up for God. Because I, I want to be thankful for and show appreciation. For your reward will be great. I like that. This is Jesus speaking now. Will be great. Will be rich. Will be abundant. And you will be the sons. Oh my goodness. The sons and daughters of the Most High, is that you? 
because he himself is kind and gracious and good to to the ungrateful and the wicked. I, I have a distant cousin. Many years ago, my wife took her to New Orleans to a a Benny Hinn uh, night of ministry, and and they, they were sitting together, of course, because she came with my wife. And when the offering container came by, <laughs> you thought it was a hot piece of coal. She just passed it to my wife like it was like it was on fire put absolutely nothing in the offering. As soon as they left and they went to get something to eat, she pulled out a wad of cash and bought her some food. Why? Let's go to Matthew chapter 18. Because she wanted the fruit of what God has, but she didn't understand. You can't get all the fruit unless you sow a seed. Oh, that's a good, good word right there. Matthew 18 verse 15. He says, moreover, my brother shall trespass against thee. Go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. In Matthew 18 and 15, it tells you, he said, if you have a problem with someone, he says, forgive them. Go tell them that what's going on. They may not like it, but at least you got it off of your chest. And if they don't want to listen, say, get somebody else to go with you. But this is a part because I'm going to cut it down to this part. Verse 21 of Matthew 18. He says in Matthew 18, 21. I, I want to get this in my Amplified too because I, I want to hear what the Lord is saying. Because part of what you to do, because that's, that's the problem. If he hits you, you hit him back. Well, maybe you need to show him love because you don't know what his condition is. But God put this in here for every believer. He says, then, verse 21, then Peter, then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how often shall I forgive my brother who sinned against me? You be, a, you be, a, it's so sad. <laughs> I had a, I had a cousin that married a nut. And uh, and this nut had purchased a car and the dealership mixed up the figures and it was wrong. And the dealership was losing a bunch of money. And they told the guy, I said, we're not going to agree to this. You know, we made a mistake. Forgive us. And that's the dealership's purpose. But he tried to make them do the deal and the dealership would not do it. They said, we're not going to do it. Bring us our car back. And they waited until he ran out of excuses and he had to bring the car back. But this this dolt, D-O-L-T, that means a stupid person, turned my cousin, who i known since birth, against me. But I let it go. I just loved that cousin no matter what. I loved her no matter what. And eventually she got rid of that dolt and married her a good man, and now we have a good reestablished relationship. But that's the way God is. I knew he was guiding her even though he was doing wrong. But Matthew 18 and 21, he says, how often shall I forgive my brother's sin? I understand. I keep saying this over and over because I forgive you 
but he didn't tell me to trust you. <laughs> he didn't tell me to trust you. I forgive you. I'm not going to hold this against you. Because in Mark, Mark uh, 11, he tells you you can have what you say, but you read around verse 25 towards verse 26, he says you can't have a grievance against somebody. I'm not going to let you keep me from getting my prayers answered. So even though I don't like how you treated me, I don't like what you did, I forgive you, but I won't loan you any money. I won't let you in my house. I won't let you around my children. I will go testify against you. I will go visit you in prison if God releases me to do that. I'll even sit there and wave goodbye as you under the electric chair. Why? Because I'm not going to hold it. I'm going to release it. And that's when I go back to this. God has a plan for your life. But the issue is he lets you decide if you're going to do it. And if you're out the will of God, it does not mean I got to be out the will of God with you. Even though you grieved me, you hurt me, you took something of value from me. I'm going to release you. I'm not going to hold it against you. Because I always go back. I, I talk about this guy. I'm trying to find out because I've forgotten his last name. But he had a wife and children and got into a fight with his friend over a $20 bet that his friend lost the bet but wouldn't pay him. And doing the fricas in the fight, he ended up killing his friend for $20. And last I heard, he's doing life in prison for $20. You had a wife and children. You could have just walk away. But you see, with that wrong thinking, we got people shooting people over fighting. You know, I saw, oh my God, I saw people fighting in Walmart. I saw this this fool shot his his ex girlfriend, her nephew took the baby, and then then they end up killing him today. Why? Let this stuff go. Quit holding on to this foolishness. Your life has great value to God. Because if you let God in, you won't make these horrible mistakes you can't come back from. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, uh, I am in the uh, Matthew 18, the Amplified, verse 21. I want to see it, Lord. I want to see and know what you want us to do. Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how many times? Will my brother sin against me and I forgive him and let it go? Up to seven times? <laughs> now, you know, <laughs> you got to be in a bad shape. You sit up there and count, okay, now. That's one mistake you'd have made. You got six more and I'm going to get you. <laughs> oh, that's, that's two mistakes you made. Oh, you got five more, then I'm going to deck you. I'm going to put it on you now. Oh, you got four more. <laughs> Peter said, look, I don't understand all this. Why I got to forgive him? Because see, this is totally different. This is New Testament doctrine. Old Testament, you get, you know, uh, eye for an eye, two for two. But in the New Testament, Jesus has come to give us an example on how to live and how to receive every and all things that God has. And for that to happen, you've got to be willing to walk in love. And like I said earlier, 
It does not mean you're a fool. It's the strongest place to be from. Because in 1 John, it says, God is love. So when you're walking in love, you're walking in the same kind of love that Almighty God is. And let me tell you, you can believe me or not, but my God, my Father, is nobody's fool. And he knows what he's doing. And so when you walk in love, it enables him to provide for you and reveal to them that are wrong what they're doing. He says, look, you know, I may be forgiven one time for talking about my mama, but two times, you know, talking about my mama and my daddy? No, no, no. He says, how often? How often? He says, and then Peter put a limit on it, but Jesus jacked him up with this next statement in verse 22. Because we all know it. We know it's in there. But Jesus said unto you and unto me. He says, until seven times, but until 70 times seven. So if you're going to sit down and count 490 times, Somebody has crossed you. You should forgive them and waste and not waste all that time um, counting it out. Because remember, God loves us, and everything He did was on account because of His love for us. And everything He put in place is to put us in a position of victory. And true victory is when we learn to love. Look, I've been married in, in, in next month to be forty-two years. I've had to learn to forgive. Woo! Why? Because I got to remember, is it really that important? Is it really that important I go back? Because, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, I learned this from my wife's family before we were even saved. It was, it was two brothers and two sisters. And they were very close. They're still very close. Uh, but they would argue, and it sounded like they're fixing to throw blows. And then by the time they said what they wanted to say to each other, you want you want you want a piece of chicken? Uh, you, you want some rice with that? You want some gravy? They would completely let it go. And see, I came from a single family home because my father had gotten killed, and then my stepfather had died, and I was the only child. But I wanted brothers and sisters, so. When I came around them, I made the decision, I'm going to get in where I fit in. And so I learned to work with all of them, with my my in-laws, whether they, you know, her brothers or her sister-in-law. But what I'm trying to get you to hear, they taught me how to not hold on to it. Because I've been in this relationship, I've known my wife be 40-something years this year. We've been married 42. Um, But I've been in this family for a number of years. And I'm not planning on getting out. And so i got to figure out a way to get along with them. If they like pizza, then I'll eat something else. If they like cake, then I'll eat pie. But I'm going to find a way to get along because Jesus jacked Peter up when he told him, he says, no. No, don't, don't count seven. Count seven times 70. Seven. 70 times 70. Which means 
you're willing to forgive 490 times. I can't tell you somebody who's hurt me more than 490 times unless I count my children, but they're good. I don't, I've forgiven them. I had to. I had to because if that was the case, I wouldn't have changed their diapers. <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten up in the middle of the night because I don't know about you. We believe in God that I'll be a grandfather finally here next year, but children can really move on your life and you want to make sure that you put out a good position to train them that they'll be who God wants them to be. Because the Bible says, you want to be a fool, have a foolish child. And I thank God I don't have foolish children. That I was able to believe God to win them and keep them focused on the things of God. Well, you know, this is a lot for anybody to do and anybody to believe. But I always like to give you a chance to um, receive salvation. Because salvation came with a tremendous cost. It cost Jesus everything. He had to give up his palatial palace, his position of authority, come upon this earth where people spat on him, treated him like a dog, then beat him beyond human recognition, and then wanted to kill him. Why? <clears throat> Excuse me. Because he came to walk in love with them. Walking in love is a treat. It's a gift from God. And that's what God wants to do for you right now. He wants to give you the authority and the ability to walk in divine love. And for that to happen, it starts with a prayer. Now, so I'm going to ask you, to bow your heads, open your heart, and repeat after me. This is based on Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Say this with me. Father God, you said to me that you gave your only begotten son, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He came upon this earth for me. He was persecuted. He was beaten beyond human recognition. They stretched him high and hung him high, they hung him high and stretched him wide on the cross. And he died for me. But Father, you said you raised him from the grave. And he is now seated at the right hand of the Father. And now... I decree and declare that Jesus Christ is my personal Lord and Savior. According to the word of God, I am now born again. Now, the second part of this prayer is based on 1 John 1 and 9. Because you want to keep yourself clean before God. Because he knows you make mistakes. That's why I gave you this scripture. So, you can always, if you make a mistake, just quickly repent and just keep on going with God. And it said, and repeat after me. Say, Father God, you promised me that if I ask you to forgive me 
of anything I've done against you, my fellow man, or even myself. You are faithful and just to forgive me. And Father God, right now, I receive your forgiveness in Jesus' holy name. Well, praise the Lord. Glory to God. Praise you, Lord God. Every time someone says that prayer for the first time or someone gives it, rededicates their life back to the Lord, the heavens rejoice. Heaven is rejoicing with each and every one that has accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. And we want you to enjoy that. Well, we thank you for your patience. We thank you for your time. We are Prevailing Faith Bible Church, giving honor to our, our God, our Lord and Savior, and our beloved dear Apostle, Dr. Lori, for allowing us to be on, on this radio station. Now, the next step, I'll, I'm sorry, I, I got to make sure I tell you this. Make sure you ask God to lead you to a Bible-based, God-fearing, God-loving church so you can learn God's ways. You need to be a part of a local church, physically, emotionally, and especially spiritually. You need to be there. And God has a church for you because he says he gave us pastors after our own hearts. And so after you do that, now, we are Prevailing Faith Bible Church. You can do hashtag PFM Monroe and you pull us up on Facebook or you can find us on YouTube at uh, Prevailing Faith Ministries with the with the Burgundy Sabre. We'd like you to visit our sites, see what God is saying through us, and we'd like for you to come and let us know if this is being a ministry to you. You can also reach me by inboxing me on Facebook or you can email me at pastor at Prevailing Faith Ministries. Well, I'm sorry, I said it wrong. Pastor at PrevailingMinistries.com. Well, God bless you. We thank you for faithfully tuning in to Spreaker Radio. We trust that this has been a blessing to you because it's certainly been a blessing to me to share the word of God. And the word of God, walk by faith, not by sight. We greet you with a spiritual hug in the spirit realm. God bless you. Love you much. We'll be back next Monday at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Pastor Charles E. Brown with Prevailing Faith Bible Church. God bless you. See you then.